90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. When is it too late to say Happy New Year? Not today. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Happy, Happy New Year. Year. Oh my gosh, I actually, back at it. I actually did that topic on the air the other day about, yeah, yeah because um, uh, I'll tell you off air who it is, but one of our colleagues was snarky to me when Lee. I... Sorry? It was Lee. It was, it was Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it? It was. It was not. It was, uh, it yeah, so somebody got snarky with me when I wished them a happy new year on January the 7th, which is only one, like it literally one week from the new year. Like, and I'm like, that's not, so I did a topic Oof. about that on the air. Like, how late can you go into January? Because I always go to about 15th or 20th, depending on, like, if I haven't seen you, like, I'm yeah. going to the 15th or the 20th. And uh, the consensus was you have one week to do it, and that's over. Well, I saw Lee on the 4th okay, and said, hey, Happy New Year. He's like, Meh, when do we stop saying that? I'm like, now the ass, it's going to be March. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not like it's a bad thing. No. Nope. It's Happy New Year. You know, like, in maybe you're not having a good week in February. Yeah. Maybe you just need a little boost. Happy haps. Yeah. Just yeah. take it. Yeah. I know. I can't understand snort. And then also, get this, the other topic I did was, when do you take your outdoor Christmas lights down? And when the snow's gone. Yeah, well, that's it. And so I, well. or tur- you know, turn them off, whatever. And so, like, right. I said that I think I might go to Valentine's Day because yeah. the evenings are still dark. You know what I mean? Like, they're dreary. So, like, I feel oh, like oh, I've totally. got some lights going on. Like, why not? And then some lady, Sharon, this was amazing. She texts me into the station. She's like, you're causing me anxiety. So I'm like, she's like, <laughs> I, I take down everything by the 26th. And I was like, December 26th. So I called this girl on the air. And she's like, yep. She's like, I take down the tree. Everything is down by December 26th. And she's like, I can't start the new year with clutter and mess. And I was wow. like, and I was like, but the tree is part of like the holiday season, which is Christmas and New Year's. And then yeah. some other chick texted me and said chick. she takes her tree <laughs> down as soon as their her kids open their presents on the twenty. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Honestly. I know. I'm like, I'm in shock. But these are the people that put their freaking tree up on October 15th. Know what I mean? Well. Oh, we put our tree up fair. on uh, after we did it this year on November 11th, but after we observed Remembrance Day. Yep, yep. But but like that afternoon, boom! <laughs> everything. I've got went a up. I've got a confession to make. Yeah, I did not put up my Christmas tree this year. Oh, oh. little Adam! And did you miss it? A little bit. I mean, I went to my mom's place for Christmas, and there was a Christmas tree there. But you know, like. December 19th, 20th, 21st, 22nd, there was nothing. Wow. And I was like, ah, maybe I'll put it up next year. Yeah. Well, that, you know, I okay did to miss take it a break little. too. And we know the uh, area that where you where uh, you get to work. There's a lot of festivity. Yeah. There is. So it's, it's not like you were missing it. Yeah. You're right. Like, I did have some Christmas trees at work and everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Yep. Wow. I loved having it up. We love putting it up early just because it really creates a zen vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, super chill overall. And mm-hmm. it was, uh, we took it down on um, After New Year's Day. New Year's Day. Oh, New Year's Day. Okay. Yep. Because then we had the second off. Yeah. Right. And then went back to work on the third. So that way I was a bit hesitant at first, but then I realized, you know what? Then tomorrow will actually be like a one last day off. Yeah. And then we go back to work. Yeah. So 
And at that point, we'd had it up for seven weeks, so okay. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> you're uh, you're going to cause Mariah Carey some some uh, some competition there, Sharon. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up with MC. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, for our first show of 2023, we're going to tell you which artist will be checking the list before heading back out on the road, just to make every make sure that every single detail about every single person that she'll be touring with is uh, in check. Also, Drew Barrymore comes clean about coming clean. Mm-hmm. Do you hear the tone in my voice? It's a bit surprised. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that, too. Also, more music news with the album number eight, which is on the way for another one of our faves from the 90s. And, of course, Kelly's trivia to launch into the new year, a 90s rewind that'll mark a significant amount of time since we've heard uh, the songs that we'll talk about for the first time. And a very considerate note to their fans from the Foo Fighters who are heading back out there. So that answers a bunch of questions. I figure we should probably start there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pretty cool news, actually. I mean, people yeah. were wondering what the Foos were going to be doing. And uh, the Foos are doing what the Foos do always, which is take into consideration everybody, take the time to make a thoughtful uh, decision. And what they have decided is that they will be going on. Mm-hmm. I Without thought, Taylor Hawkins. I thought um, either they're, first of all, I'm sure they're very smart in and of their own right. But if they also have a team that's very smart, I thought it was amazing their timing, December 31st, to put out that note to say, hey, like, we're finishing up this year. We're moving forward. And away we go. Yeah. Like, it was, it was, because they probably knew in October, maybe, that they were going to, you know what I mean? Like, for sure. All things considered, the yeah. fact that they've got three festivals booked for uh, this summer that they just uh, released on their socials today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't just make those decisions last minute. So mm-hmm. uh, it was poignant that they would wrap it up on the last day of the year, a year that they uh, described as um, the darkest of times for them together as a band. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and one of the one of the quotes from the uh, release was without Taylor we would have never become the band that we were and without Taylor we know that we're going to be a different band going forward but all the word choices are perfect and positive they're going forward it's not like they're you know thoughtlessly just oh well whatever like to to lose a member of their family uh, such a driving force within the band uh, it could not have been an easy decision Mm mm-hmm yeah. But it's the right one. You know, like yep. they still have to be able to to move forward and and create and be inspired by what he brought to the band in the first place. So hopefully that'll be the thing that uh, that will be the uh, charging undercurrent of the Foo Fighters moving forward. It'll be interesting to see who they've got to play with them, too. So, yeah. Do you think they're going to do you think they already know that also? Or do you think that uh, I would think so? You have to yeah. if, depending on who it is, they have mm-hmm. to learn every single Foo song so that. You know, no matter what set list you have, you still have to be able mm-hmm. to think on the fly and, and be ready because they do covers when they when they perform live. They have, you know, last minute guests come on stage with them and they just have to be ready. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know, it'd be cool is if they actually got a female drummer. That would be cool. That would they, be amazing. If they got Nandy Bushel. That would be amazing. Mm. Oh. I would vote for that. <laughs> and even that little kid, that girl like who challenged like. Nandy, that's that's oh that's it, that's right that's yeah, yeah, it yeah because yeah. she's like is she twelve I don't even know she's young so she's thirteen now okay <laughs> so technically she's still in high school yeah but, they can uh, homeschool that kid she'll be fine <laughs> she'll be homeschooled and you know make some tour time yeah exactly she's still honestly she posts on her social media the energy that this kid has is incredible and mm-hmm. inspiring she's just like 
you, you can't help but think of yourself at that age. And I'm like, I'm not sure if I was that enthusiastic when I was 12, 13. <laughs> but I like what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. No, it's crazy, um, too, when you hear these, like, 17-year-olds that are doing whatever. And I'm like, I was still trying to figure out Velcro. You know what I mean? Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. I was learning how to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Good for you for knowing your whole career path. And it's funny because it's true. Exactly. <laughs> now, I was looking at um, uh, Foo Fighters have got uh, the Boston Calling Festival booked for May, um, which is obviously in Boston. They've got something else booked called uh, Sonic Temple, which is at the end of May in uh, in Columbus, Ohio. And then the uh, Bonnaroo, of course, they'll do yep. that. Uh, and and those all look like fun fests. So it's really cool that uh, that they are moving forward. And uh, you know what? May Taylor Hawkins rest in peace. He'll be totally there in spirit, as they said he would. No doubt about that. Before you move on to next topic, which I'm not sure if that's trivia or not, but um, just two things of heads up. So I finished the Mel C book, which I should have put on our list of topics to discuss. Um, it's very good. So the sporty one, My Time as a Spice Girl. Read that book. It's very good. Okay. Read that book. Yep. Because it's, it's really good. And I'm sure all, you know, I know Mel uh, B put out a memoir, which I haven't had a chance to get to, which I think was like two years ago. Um, but it's really interesting. Like, and I, I, I do look forward to reading Mel's book, Mel B's. Um, but Mel C, it was cool just because like from her perspective, how the Spice Girls became the Spice Girls, how their different personalities pushed the band forward and was a detriment. Like, you know, the roller coaster ride that they were on, um, her challenges with, um, uh, some eating disorders and some mental health challenges and then how she overcame those. And then, yeah, like where she is today and where she's going forward. And I don't know if you know this, but she's also a remixer now. I know Sharon loves the remixes from Thunderpuss. Mm. I like um, them when they're good. <laughs> but Mel C is, uh, is actually like remixing. And I heard one of her tracks and it's bananas. It's amazing. Yeah. Cool. If you like uh, Mel C, uh, it's Jesse Ware's Free Yourself, the Melanie C rem- remix. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll look. We'll look for that. You'll remind us maybe at the end of the show so that we can. Yeah. Look like also, we Shanice Wilson is not Shanice Wilson. It's Shawnice. The more you know. Yeah, I learned that today, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> Get your life together, okay, Kel? Yeah, I know. I always thought I was like Shanice William. No, no, Shawnice. 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 Yeah. I put a communique in with her people to see if I could get her on the show. <laughs> That's how I found out. Oh, that's why we're not getting her. Yeah. <laughs> Shanice, nuh-uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were right, though, Kel, if you wondered if we were doing uh, trivia next, because mm-hmm. th- that not only proves that, uh, you know, we have, I think it solely proves that we have been off for a couple of weeks. You didn't remember that we'd go to trivia next, for yeah, sure. here we are. But we do. <laughs> Let's go. 90s. <laughs> now. Trivia. Bing bong. Bing bong. Alrighty, so we're going with festive purple and red cards uh, for this uh, kickoff to 2023. And just to thank you again, <laughs> a shout out to all of our listeners, uh, whether you are listening to us or visual on YouTube for joining us again for uh, the rest of, uh, or the start of this year and this season. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. Um, so I'm going to start. So there's, so both cards, one is art and literature and the other one is sport. I'll start with the art and literature because it's more heady and you'll probably not get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Me ouch. Ouch. All right. Um here well, we'll give it a go. Here we go. Uh in the young adult novel series created by Francine Pascal, identical twins Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield attend which California high school? 
Where like, did you get this question? You, from the card, Adam. The red one. Oh, uh, from the card. <laughs> oh. Can we have a hint? Uh, you Well, I'll, the hint is that Sharon, when I read the answer, I was like, oh, I should have known that. So, like, that's how I feel uh, like you should know this, too. Riverdale. Close, but no. Adam? Damn it. <laughs> Riverdale. <laughs> like <Ooh>. Shawnee's? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's, like, that was a joke, yes, Kel. Okay. That's like the equivalent of uh, betting one dollar more if yeah. you're on Price is Right. River Dolly. You uh, and Sharon, it's funny because I listened to our last episode before Christmas, uh, and you mentioned I think Price is Right also on that show. So clearly, you have a jonesing to be a contestant on the Price is Right. <laughs> I think you just want to hold that thin microphone. That's what you. I want to spin that wheel. Yeah. Actually, funny enough, I'm not sure if I ever told you guys this, but you know how in, when you do your high school write-up and you're like ambition, like all that stuff? My yeah, ambition yeah. was to spin the big wheel on the prices, right? <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, life's not over, Kelly. I haven't attained it yet. Anyway. The show is still on. Keeps driving forward, <laughs> Kelly. Um, so the answer is Sweet Valley High. Ah. Oh, I was familiar. so close. Yeah. I felt like Sharon should have known that. But anyway. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry to have let you down. Over to the purple card. But as predicted, <laughs> nobody got that art and literature question. Um, all right. I feel like, I feel like, oh, you're not going to get this one either. But it's funny if you don't. What was the nickname of the Texas Rangers catcher, Ivan Rodriguez? And Texas Rangers, again, baseball team in the uh, MLB. And yeah. Sharon. Go, Sharon. I-Rod. <laughs> Like Shawnee's. Anyways, back to you, Adam. How is that so, hysterical? Ivan Rodriguez. Irod is not. <laughs> it's very cl- a great idea. It's a. <laughs> not so all, I not, did not this, all great um, ideas come to fruition, Sharon. Yeah. I was Jeez. writing some trivia questions just before the holidays. Yeah. And I actually went into. I I went. Oh, I should do a question about, um, nickname nicknames that athletes use. So I end up on this page and I remember thinking, oh my God, there's so many baseball players I've never heard of and I've never heard of those nicknames. I can't use this in my trivia. Nobody's going to know that. So the answer was probably right in my face at that time. <laughs> um, so you want to um, take a guess though? Take a guess. Yeah. Uh, birdie. Birdie. Nice. No, Pudge. Bur- pudge. That was on the list. <laughs> Ivan Rodriguez. So I guess he had a little, uh, maybe a little beer belly or something. I don't know. A bit of girth. A bit of girth. (laughs) Yeah. I find that baseball players are one of the only athletes where you can be a bit pudgy and it's all right. Yeah. And they still run super fast. Yeah. But the ones that are pudgy. Okay. But wait, 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 wait a second. Mm -hmm. Wait a second. I just opened Wikipedia. Uh Uh-oh. And it goes like this. all the answers are. (laughs) <laughs> Ivan Rodriguez Torres, nicknamed Pudge and Irod, is a Puerto Rican Are you former serious? Major League Baseball I catcher. Rod? I mean, oh. it's on Wikipedia. I didn't have time to go in and edit that either. Well, she, so. well I was wondering because I know your nephew does that. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says so, just it says just Pudge on this card. So Sharon, like by all means, take that point. I did not know. I'll- I'll, ta- uh, so I'll take it where I can get it. Good for you, Cheryl. Based on the, uh, it's on uh, based on the Orange County Regist- Register, so that's their source for Wikipedia, and it also says that um, Ivan Rod- Rodriguez was named Irod. So, 
It wasn't yeah. on his card. Anyways. Well, good for I'll you, your cards. Look okay, at, you guys. Look at Sharon's smug look. It's nice. Here it is. This is that's my happy. This is my smug. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Can I just tell you that my better half often tells me she's like, "Oh, here it comes. That smug look." I'm like, "What?" I don't think I have a smug look, but apparently I do. When we create, uh, when we're in moments here at our house that yeah. are new, I'll go, "Don't move." I'll take Deb's picture and then show her this. <laughs> She loves that. <laughs> I'm sure she doesn't love it that much. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're kind of uh, 0.5 for two. Yeah. I'll share that win with Adam. Do it up, Sharon. Here we yeah. go. Moving right along, you guys, into um, uh, we can't not talk about Prince Harry's new book. I mean, we did talk quite a bit about it. I think it was the last episode or the episode before that. Mm-hmm. Yep. But now it's out, which yep. is wild when you think of the uh, measure of time, right? Like the it was up. still weeks away. Mm-hmm. And now it's out. Yep. So <laughs> he's done all kinds of uh, talk about it, promo for it, uh, like seemingly every possible outlet on television and otherwise. Um, my takeaway from it is is uh, he's telling his story in a place or in place of the tabloids telling that story. I think the British tabloids take anything and almost origami it and turn it into another thing, you know? Um, so I find it interesting that there's not much in the way of, uh, countering any of the things that he's said so far. And it'll be interesting if anybody else does interviews, um, uh, moving forward. I would like to see on a human angle, just them be able to like move forward in a modern way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to be able to do good things. As a representative family, they don't have any legislative power, really. No. Right? Like, in the monarchy, I don't think King Charles actually makes the laws. No. So, it's all ceremonial. Exactly. I'd love to see that they'd be able to use their power in a way that can do more positive things and not be snippety with each other. Because it's not just Harry's book. This is not new that there would be snippets snip between uh, mm-hmm. between any of the family members i'd love to see them just be able to live their lives well yeah, with- they'll be able to they don't have to be attached to the royal family to right. do good i mean they're they're famous on their own they have so much uh, n- uh they're, they're so notorious so yeah mm. yeah there's still lots of good to be done yeah, you know, sure. I read an article where they're like, this is the end of the monarchy. And I'm like, no, because it's like a billion dollar business. So it's not going anywhere for England. They need that business. Like they need Prince William and they need Prince George coming along. Like that's got to well, keep need, going. They need the business and certainly uh, tabloids need that mm-hmm. that to be in place. So that, you know that whole You know what's interesting to me about the, the press is like, you know how like as a perception, again, like I've never been to England, but... The perception of British is like, you know, a stiff upper lip, you know, just get on with it and that's it. Like all that stuff, which I think is actually quite true in many regards. But then it's so funny how like I feel like, again, the perception of their tabloid press is that they are literally the bottom of the barrel. Like they really go after gutter stories, you know what I mean? Or or turn things into gutter stories. And it's just so funny because knowing how like, quote unquote, the perception is prim and proper, but then their British tabloid, I think on the ranking of other British, like would even be more um like controversial than the US paparazzi 
Mm-hmm. You know, or the U.S. tabloids, like which is they, is it like they dig harder? Yeah, I guess. Well, it, it, and, case in point, uh, I think it was that wasn't it that that you know uh, outed T.J. Holmes and Amy Robach, right? Like when that with their relationship back in November got ran that story, and then it got broken everywhere else, and and then that you know resulted in T.J. and Amy being yanked off the air for now. So wow, and and of course the whole uh, anniversary of. Diana's passing and the idea that she was fleeing, you know, yet another swarm of paparazzi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the whole digging process there, too. So, again, it's not new. Yep. It just would be okay if it stopped. Right. Like, they, they don't want it to stop, obviously. They would totally want Harry to write a book. They'd want this stuff to come out so that they can take what they need to fuel their own mm-hmm. weird little fire. Yep incestuous <laughs> anyway so that's that uh what else did we talk we were talking about um oh it was uh the checking the list and of course i i imagine this is not surprising to you at all kelly that it's janet jackson that's checking things before she gets back out there yeah. for, a, for a tour that um that you will see mm-hmm. which show are you going to again toronto toronto yeah. yep yeah. Very nice. I think it's, well, I'm actually forgetting, it's either May 23rd or 24th, but I think it's the 23rd. Uh-oh. Nice. Yeah. Long weekend. Long weekend in Canada. Yeah. Um, and the States. It's still, like, I'm still in a bit of, like, uh, it's just so funny because I have so many commitments in the summer uh, helping out around the farm and all that stuff that, like, normally I would have loved to have done, like, two or three shows uh, of hers, as I like to do, but uh, it sounds like this will be one and done for me, which is, like, Yay, but also sad because I'm so used to seeing her like a few times, which is necessary because like you watch the show and then you like you you clearly miss stuff even if you're staring right at it. Like so to yeah. get another kick at the can, as Sharon understands with Foo Fighters. So yep, it's true. And may I suggest you go on the 23rd because if you go on the 24th, it will be zero shows. Okay, so it's the 23rd. You'll see. <laughs> so just make sure you don't miss it. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, what Janet Jackson is doing is uh, applying the Me Too checklist mm-hmm. and making sure that everybody on her, her tour, everybody, uh, has got a clean slate, mm-hmm. which is a bit dangerous, I think. How do you do that, though? I guess that's how background do ha- How do you have a clean slate? <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't do stupid um, stuff. <laughs> how do you make a thorough background check? There's companies that do that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever been back checked. I wonder if I, I don't think I have either. I think you've been with the company for too long. They'd find nothing, so it'd be a waste of money. Yeah, I think you've been with the company probably for too long. But I think that new hires, for example, at our company, they, they do run they do run some level well, of it. You'll never catch I, me. I remember like <laughs> signing a document that says, I don't have a criminal record. I don't oh, do yeah. this. I don't do that. But then I just figured they, they believed me. And didn't do hmm. more checkups. Well, maybe they did. I don't it's, know. It's when you answer the question, neither agree nor disagree. Yeah. <laughs> that's, when that's when you get into trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I had to sign uh, a couple of years ago. I, I was going to have a, I ended up having um, uh, an intern who was under 18. So I had to like sign that I would get a background check ran on me. I guess they did it. I have no idea. I signed the thing and never heard anything back. So I guess I'm okay. You're still here. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was surprised about the Drew Barrymore story. Mm. I'm not sure 
Did you know that she had, I guess, technically fallen off the wagon? Well, because my question would be, so here's the thing, like, because she would have been sober from drugs, correct? Like, for the longest time? Right. So I don't know if that's, like, mutually exclusive. Does it mean, like, if you're sober from drugs, then you're automatically sober from alcohol? Because I'm not sure if, like... Because it's funny, on my soap opera, many people are sober from whatever, <laughs> but then they still drink or, you know what I mean? So I wonder. I think it's, I, I, I knowing nothing, I think that they suggest you steer clear of it all. I, I, would, I would assume that, but I think that that's not always the case. And I guess that was not, like, maybe, because if that, if that wasn't her issue, like, maybe she was just capable of having a glass of wine on a Friday, you know what I mean? And but I think you're right. I think it the suggestion would be like to abstain from all of that. But I mm-hmm. I guess she wasn't. So I I don't know because they wasn't it wasn't clear in the article if she fell off or just decided to then become sober from that part of things as well. Because like the dr- the drugs would have been since she was a teenager, right? Like didn't she right. get sober like before her twenties? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, a messy divorce. They're coming up on uh, seven years since the split. Um. It seems like it almost took her out. She said, after the life I planned for my kids didn't work out, it was a messy, painful, excruciating walk through the fire and come back to life kind of trajectory. Mm-hmm. That's big, man. She has two girls, yep. uh, 10 and 8 years old, Olive and Frankie. And uh, just back in December, she was talking about how she'd been sober for two and a half years uh, because she felt drinking didn't serve her. I feel like she probably never fell off the wagon for the drugs recently or in that time period, you know what I mean? But it probably yeah. was the drinking that took over and then she need, she knew she needed to stop that too. And I'll also say, because I remember when she got married to this guy and like, obviously I'm not friends with her, but in all of the articles and anything I read where she was quoted, I could tell like she was so delighted to be married and to have kids. Yes. So yeah. I could only imagine f- with that perception that I got of her in the good times, how devastated she would have been when it fell apart, you know, especially because yep. I think because didn't she she came from a broken home, right? So I think she probably had that on her as well, like wanting to keep the family together for her kids so they wouldn't have to experience that, you know, for sure. Um, she wrote in uh, Drew magazine back in November, quote, one of the bravest things you can do is slay those dragons and finally change an awful cycle in which you found yourself stuck. Mm. So she said she's finally become free of the torture of guilt and dysfunction. Pretty incredible. By the way, I only over the Christmas holidays watched uh, my first real time of watching her show. I watched watched like half an episode. And I have to say, like, again, I always think she's amazing anyways, but she really uh, blew me away as a host. Like she's really, I think, coming into her own now. And she had Kate Hudson on. That was the episode that I watched. And I think they're obviously buddies, so that helped. But... But she's just like, no wonder her show is still on the air. You know what I mean? Because this is for either sure. season two or three for her. I can't remember. But Which uh, makes sense when you do the math on yeah. now she's two and a half years in. That was the start of the show. Yeah. Because yeah, I remember when they her. were, I remember when they first announced that she was getting a show and and uh, I was like, really? Like, again, knowing like how amazing she is as a producer, how she is as an actress, like I never questioned any of that, but I was like, can she pull off being a host? Because not everybody can do it, mm-hmm. right? Like, no. not everybody yeah. can pull that off. So I was like, I don't know. But then I remember knowing, I'm like, if they've announced this, they for sure have done tests with her, like with a test audience. Yep. So yep. she must, she obviously tested very well. And now I see why. Like, she's super authentic. So that's why, just like Kelly Clarkson, that's why yep. uh, people 
rally around her too. Um, yeah. So yeah. So, but it was. I was really proud of. Like, it sounds lame, but I was proud of Drew. Like watching that episode, I was like, "You go, girl!" Like, no wonder. No wonder you're doing well. Yep. Yeah, it's true, and you can see with both of them, uh, they're not perfect mm-hmm. out of the gate. You know, they didn't come from a, a broadcasting background, so they they're learning as they go. But they're only going to get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're very good now. So mm-hmm. I think we're on a we're at the beginning of something pretty special with both of them. Yep. Um, and Jay Hud as well. Got to give a shout out to Jay. Oh, Hutt. she's super mm. genuine. Yeah, yeah. Super, like, and Sherry she, Shepard. Like she's also was a great cho- like choice to take over for Wendy Williams. Like just just yeah. killing it. She, and she because of her comedic background and being on the View, like she's already super solid. Like super solid, yep. Sherry. Yep. She's uh, yeah. She's yeah. She's got experience, and so that's really good. Now speaking of experience, cheesy segue. Uh, <laughs> Our old friend Shirley Manson. Oh, mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Her band Garbage. I'm not even sure what accent I'm doing anymore. <laughs> um, because it's been a long time since we've had Shirley on. Um, but a new album is coming. We just got another album from them back in 2021, which doesn't seem like that long ago. But we're, you know, coming up on two years. But now they're back working on their eighth album mm-hmm. as the follow-up to No Gods, No Masters. Was that the name that of it? That sounds uh, right. Yep. So that uh, they're just a few weeks into that process, but uh, they always get very excited about making new music. And uh, so they're in the excited phase. (laughs) And uh, we'll keep you posted as to, you know, release dates and stuff like that. We'll give you the progress report. Uh, But for now, you guys, we're going back with a 90s rewind. What year? 1993. Oh. Figure it's easy math to go back 30 years. 30 oh, God, years. I almost forgot we were in 2023. Which is crazy. Know, and like, wild. Oh, and yeah, like that was Sharon, a weird like, feeling in my brain. <laughs> this year, it's the 30th anniversary of the Janet album. Can you believe, like, it's bananas to me that it's yeah. 30 years since that album. Incredible. Well, uh, this was a time when we learned that uh, rhythm is a dancer. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was Snap that let us know that. Of course, Madonna kept us on the dance floor and kept it full with the disco-tinged classic called Deeper and Deeper. Mm. Great I'm song. Totally, I'm totally going to add that to a list right now because it's been in my head all day. Um, our friend Kentucky Shane might remember that uh, the Spin Doctors had another song called Little Miss Can't Be Wrong, which was blasting out of the radio at this time back in 1993. Yep. Uh, Annie Lennox gave us one of those songs that sounds like a triumph, but it's more like a take me back, please kind of song. <laughs> like, really, when you hear Walking on Broken Glass, you're at least I do. Anyways, I feel like she's she's getting over it. But no, she's really just begging for them to take her back. Great song. And the solo album that uh, was released late summer the year before called Diva was her first solo album uh, for the now member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And uh, yeah, Whitney Houston was still at number one with uh, a song that Dolly Parton wrote. Oh, that one. I will always (laughs) love you. Uh, Fun fact, though, Dolly Parton wrote it, probably thanks her her Whitney stars every night as she goes to bed. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a huge hit. Dolly Parton has thousands of songs that she's written, literally. Uh, But fun fact that Elvis Presley almost recorded that song, Mm. but didn't. Why, you ask? Because he wanted a writing credit, which was what he usually did with songs that he covered, right? Mm -hmm. And Dolly's like, uh, Dolly was like, no. And they were surprised by her (laughs) forthrightness. She's like, no, (laughs) I wrote it, my song. 
so he didn't record it. <laughs> Good go, Dolly, go. <laughs> Uh, and that's your nine is rewind. Good job, Sharon. Nice. Did you see a Miley and a Dolly performing? Um, I will always love you at the uh, at their uh, New Year's Eve special. That was pretty yeah. cool. I saw clips. They're great. Isn't uh, Dolly's her godmother? Is she not? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. Um, her, also, uh, what does she call her? Her god doll? No, isn't there something? Her doll? No, there's something. Yes, it is godmother, but she calls her something. Mm. And as of the date of us releasing this show, Miley's song Flowers will be out, her Ooh. new single. And there's nice. uh, an album on the way, March 10th, I believe it is. And um, here's big news. Everything But the Girl is back working together. Oh, fun. So there's supposed to be a new album on the way this year. That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's good news. Solid news. And also, uh, before we go, over the Christmas holidays, um, my better half, and Sharon, you're going to love this. There's a parent, and Rachel's going to lose her mind right now because she would know this. There's a show Rachel. out of Australia called Kath and Kim. And uh, it's like these two uh, female comedians, from what I gather, that put, like uh, created the show. And it's like them really going over the top Australian accents. And like they, they are Australian, but they really, it's like. Crikey. They, yeah, they, like ca- they, they, they camp it up. And apparently it was like super, <laughs> super successful over there for several seasons. They did a movie a few years after. Um, it came out in the early 2000s, I think. Anyway, she made me watch an episode. Sharon, honest to God, like, the t- Adam, you have to watch this thing. It is the okay. funniest. So it's called Kath and Kim, and I think you find it on Crave. Crave or Netflix, okay. one of those. And Sharon, you will you will lose your mark. Like, she, like, one of the characters, his name is Kel, and uh, he's one of the boyfriends, and he's a butcher, but he, they don't, he doesn't want to be called a butcher, so his official title is, I'm a purveyor of meats. yeah 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 it's really really like i can't even tell you it's so like if you're having a bad day you put on the show and i'm sure rachel right now uh, is like i subscribe to that show like it's apparently was a big deal yeah nice 2002 to 2007 were the years yeah kath and kim according to the internet and it's funny because in the show they play like mother daughter but i think in real life they're really close in age so it was just really campy like it's just it's really really and it's like so even though it was early 2000s it really feels like because there's like a fanny pack in there there's like 90s things going on so it's a good it's a good show nice Mm -hmm. noted yep cool maybe you can be kath and i could be kim (laughs) okay She's talking to you, you, Adam. I know. No, he's going to be Kel, the purveyor of fine meats. Oh, lovely. (laughs) Hey, well, look at that. Episode number one of 2023 in the books. Yep. The clown. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Great to see you. And thanks, everybody, for finding us. We appreciate that you do that and letting us know that you have. Uh, Ultimately, we want to thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.